Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome, everyone, to the 326th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Reza, we're coming up on summer and very quickly uh very quickly and um memorial day is is right around the corner yep. do you and lena have any summer plans this year uh since you guys are you know post vaccinated um yeah right so yeah. at that at that point yeah for sure, at least at least certainly at that point right um, do you guys what do you guys plan on doing this summer so the big the big thing of this summer, and I, I guess maybe some people would guess it, is uh, because of our move to Chicago, a lot of our trips um, planned already are around that. So Memorial Day weekend, we're going to be heading, um, in fact, I'm trying to remember the day that we're going down. I can't recall the day that we're going down, but we're heading down to Chicago that weekend. We're getting our second uh, dose of our vaccine this coming Friday. So we'll, yeah, we'll be fully vaccinated by then. And that'll be the bit, like, that's going to be our first vacation, like just the two of us in ages. Um, Lena's oh, yeah. mom's going to be taking care of Gordon during that period of time. He'll still, you know, he'll be going to daycare those days, um, except for the weekend, of course. And yeah, it'll be, it'll be good for us to experience. And I, I always hear great things about, um, the summers in Chicago, our friend, Yaron, shout out to Yaron. It'd be like the second time I'm doing a shout out in the 300 some episodes we've done. Um, he, he and his uh, his fiance live in Chicago, and they apparently have a standing rule where they don't plan vacations in the summer because they love just being in the city in the summer. So that's insane. That's insane. While like the bulk of our trip is largely going to be focused around time spent in the suburbs of Chicago because we're not going to really be living downtown. You know, the, the office is like half an hour outside of downtown. So yeah. we're largely going to be spending our time outside because we want to figure out, like, just get a vibe for different neighborhoods and get an, get an idea of where we where we think we want to be closest to. Um, mm-hmm. That doesn't mean we're not going to try to spend a little bit of time in the city, too. So, um, so you guys are, like, renting a car and all that stuff, yep, right? Yep, yep, exactly. So that's the, that's the big thing that we're doing. Um, then, of course, we have the move that's going to be planned for later in the summer. Um, I think for, for August is what, we're, what we're, we anticipate it'll be. So that is just going to be a time of just, <laughs> I was, I was like, you know, I, while I knew that it's going to be a busy time just with the move in general, I'm sitting there walking around the house last night and I'm like, dude, this is going to be a pain in the ass to set up. Like the, the moving company is going to handle a lot of stuff. You know, they're trying to make it as painless as possible, but there's a ton, like they don't, they don't set your house back up the way it was when you, when you moved it. So now you got to like reinstall shelves and desks. I got to put, to, oh, yeah. I got to put gates back up, you know, baby proof the place. Mm-hmm. Like that's got to be one of the first things that I got to do. Baby proof the place. Um, I hope that we have doors, you know, I, we, we don't, we don't know where we're going to be living yet. I hope we have doors that like lead to the basement, for example, assuming that there's going to be a basement. That way we don't need a gate there just to reduce the load and maybe give us an extra gate to use somewhere else. But anyway, that's, that's, that's overall the, 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 the majority or the bulk of our plans. I think the rest of the time is going to be spent maybe doing a couple of little impromptu trips nearby, probably maybe not necessarily flying anywhere and really just spending a lot of time outside. Yeah. I will say though, that the time that you're going to Chicago is certainly the best time because it is, not as hot as it'll be because chicago 
in the summertime uh, can get incredibly warm. Uh, so I think you're, you're going at such a nice time because it'll be like sunny, but not prohibitively sunny. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, so that'll be good. Uh, man, I'm thinking about like, I've, I've run through Chicago before and, and that was a lot of fun. If you can find some time to, most of the last time you were in Chicago. Oh, I've never been, I've never been outside the airport in Chicago. So this is going to be a, this is going to be a new experience for both of us. Well, you definitely got to walk around the loop, but, uh, obviously like, uh, sort of Grant Park and all that stuff, uh, where the Art Institute, the, the cloud gate thing. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a nice little Starbucks on the corner. You can get that and then you can walk around that area. Are you going to get some, uh, are you going to get some deep dish while you're out there? Oh, a hundred percent. I've never, I've never had like, you know, Chicago deep dish pizza. I, I lied. I said Lane has never been to Chicago. She's been to Chicago. Um, she, yeah. she'd been there with her. She, she'd been there for work recently ish. Um, and she had deep dish pizza. She said it wasn't anything like, she wasn't really impressed with by it just because it was so mm-hmm. doughy. She, she, yeah. she likes her toppings and she doesn't want to like fill up on bread. She wants to, you know, have multiple slices and, and, and taste the cheese, the sauce, the, the rest of the toppings on, on a pizza. So that's why she, she, her preference is going to be a New York style pizza. And I think I'm going to be the same, but I still want to try it. Yeah. So, so. you still got to try it. Yeah. 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 Now the, the interesting thing is, I don't know if they sell a uh, deep dish by the slice, but there could be an opportunity for if, if they do sell it by the slice for you to try it from the two sort of leading areas like Pat's and Gino's, right? Yeah, yeah. Is the, <laughs> Cheese Pat's and Gino's is like the non-Philly, non-Philly person's right. like view on cheesesteaks. Because I know people in Philly have um, – much more like nuanced views on which where the cheesesteaks are right, right. Yep. and so that's like the out-of-towner oh i'm in philly i gotta get uh pats or gino's the same could be said about giordano's mm. and lou malnati's yep i've heard of both uh yeah and so that'll be interesting for you to get a shot at uh at trying both yeah yeah that, that would be good that'd be good to do yeah I'm, well, I'm excited for you to go to Chicago, and you know we're going to be doing something similar soon. Uh, I think in July we're going to try and uh, and head out to, to to a couple of places to, to sort of scope scope it out and see if we like it. Um, so, so that's exciting. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's also going to be nice for you to travel without Gordon. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, just he, like be two adults, you know. Yeah, it's it's weird, you know it, it, the. As many as I don't think there's anything any person could have ever told me to like truly, truly conceptualize and and prepare oneself. Maybe I don't like, I don't really like using the word prepare, but but to really like understand and know what is it going to be like having a you know a kid in your life, having multiple kids in your life, um, because everyone's always like, oh, it's a ton of responsibility and everything like that. But it's really it's really. Uh, all of your wants and desires, as well as the desires and wants that you have to, you know, with your partner, those go out the window. The, the kid comes first always. And, you know, Gordon's only, he's, he's not even two yet. It's going to be like this for a long time. And, but like, especially right now, because he's so dependent on us and he can't like, you know, for, for the sake of, you know, his, all his needs, but like all sure. of his, like, you know, he, when he wants to play and stuff, like he, he demands you and he demands you right now. It's it's very difficult to 
to truly it was it was difficult for me to try to like think about that and conceptualize that beforehand and and just understand what that was going to be like until we were living in the, living it and so to be able to you know like things things like vacation i mean when we went to england last year which was the last time we had been on a flight anywhere together we you know we, we were going places that we wanted to go to together but gordon was with us and therefore it wasn't anywhere as easy anywhere near as easy as it could be like there wasn't just a oh let's go to dinner all right cool let's get a cab and let's go it was okay we want to get dinner okay well has gordon eaten if he hasn't eaten we got to like get him some food has he been changed got to figure all that stuff out by the time you leave the house it's like 30 45 minutes later you got to take the car seat with you you got to fit the car seat into the cab which isn't as easy there because we didn't take the uh the base of the car seat so now you got to like use the, the 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 belt itself and one thing we realized is that traveling when you travel with a car seat in another country so like there's different styles of seat belts when it comes to fitting with a, with a car seat and like the US when you do it you um you have to get the car you have to get the belt uh the belt into um the auto locking mode where like you know when you sit in a car you there if you like jolt forward in the car in the in the car um the the buckle has a little bit of give before it locks in place on you well, with when you want to have when you have a car seat, it has to be in locked mode all the time. And so to do that, you have to pull all the slack out of the belt and then start to release it, and it will always catch, which is how you would install in a, in, a, in a car in the U.S. But it's not like that in England, and we didn't know that. So we're sitting there trying to fit this car seat into the car, and we couldn't get the belt into the auto lock mode. And we're trying to figure out how to do it, and it was just it, it wasn't working. Um, so yeah, think stupid thing, stupid things like that. It'll be nice to literally be sitting in a hotel like let's do something cool and just go i'm excited for that oh yeah oh yeah it'll be nice to just to be on your your own time for a little bit yep uh based on every, everything what you just said it just seems like you know you'll be in, in full control of your own schedule if you want to do something you can do it if you yep. don't want to do something you don't have to do it it's not like this whole ramp up time it seems exactly of, uh of whatever it may be yep uh, I don't know if it's too early to ask this, so, so definitely let me know. But when you guys are uh, moving to Chicago, is the goal to live in an apartment like building or complex or like to try and find a house to rent? Definitely a house or a townhouse. Um, while like I'm open to finding an apartment, it has to be uh, big enough the the sizes that we're currently looking for like it has to be bigger than our current place and our place isn't isn't re- isn't really small we have we have 1750 square feet and and I, I at least i think it's around that number that's what that's what's on zillow when it, when we look up our place and mm-hmm. this it's not enough like the amount of stuff that we have it's it's cramped like in our basement right now the we have our desks pushed up against each other in the uh, the middle of the room and pretty much around the entire perimeter of the of the room are either shelves with stuff on it or just like uh but beyond that we also have just have like stuff just like piled up like furniture and things like that that are no longer in use like we have i have uh, the lamp that was in gordon's room because that's not in his room anymore since he's has free range he can he sleeps on the floor now well, on a mattress that's on the floor and so he couldn't have that lamp in there because he would just knock it over so like all that stuff ends up just living in other parts of our house and i don't want i don't want the new place to look like that so we need more space so we'll we need a and of course lane is going to be working in the house all the time so 
she needs a proper office. She can't be working in, in the bedroom like the way she is now. She we have like a little desk set up for her in in our bedroom, but like she does not. She's not going to want to set up like that. So she'll need like a full full on dedicated office, and that could just be in the form of a of a of a um another bedroom, or it could be, you know, an office space on that first floor. But um because of that. I anticipate that we won't really be looking at our apartments because I don't think they'll be big enough for us. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you think that if you found, let's just hypothetically, and you know, we're sort of in the, the real estate sort of headspace now. Yeah. You said about 1700 square feet right now. If you think, if you, uh, if you found 1700 square feet laid out very differently, do you feel like that would still be okay, or yeah. do you feel like no, we've we've maximized seventeen hundred. We no matter how you reorg it, it's got to be uh, it's got to be different. Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, no, I think you. I think we probably could make it work. Um, yeah, it depending on how it's laid out. I think it's. I think it is possible. Like there's, there is space that. Um, like, I'm trying to think. Like, so there's space like in our in our kitchen, for example that doesn't necessarily get utilized. Um, so if you were to basically take that square footage and put it in another location, whether that was mm-hmm. for, you know, that was a, an area that was for storage or if that was, you know, partial for Lena's office, that would be great. Um, but for, but also considering the growth that we, well, see, see yeah, I, I think, I think we could definitely make it work. I'll just kind of leave it at that. We only really plan to stay there to only rent for a year before we try to find something to buy. And so, oh, yeah. and so like, you know, if we were to basically just move into something that was one-to-one in terms of space, we could make it work for that time and then get to something and stretch out a little bit more in a, in a home purchase, just because the, the buying market is just a lot more expansive. There's just a lot more options than there, than there are in the renting market. So I think so. But I ideally, I would like a little bit more, just a little bit extra, just so we could stretch out just a touch and and not feel so constricted. Because I do feel like like in the basement right now, just kind of like looking around or looking around the room, I feel a little bit claustrophobic down here. Okay, okay. Um, what could be money. interesting is uh, renting there for a year, like you said, getting a much better feel for the space, right? Yeah. The, the the location in general, being like, all right, you know. Yeah, we thought we wanted to live here. We may that may still hold true. Yeah. Or oh man, we actually find that we're spending so much more time in this other place. Wouldn't it be nice to live there? Yeah, exactly. Um, was also but like this is the weird thing. The housing market right now, it's such a bubble, and anywhere you look, the housing prices across the nation are are up. You know, like we'll say ten to twenty five percent, depending on the location, and. You still have um, the the rent abatements, the mortgage forbearance stuff happening. Uh, obviously, the administration wants to push that out for as long as possible. Uh, but the, a court, a federal court, just ruled the CDC overreached and said that the CDC cannot be the one that does that. The administration has to do it. Um, and so, the reason why I bring this up is, you know, Carolyn and I are. Are a little bit behind you guys in terms of uh, purchasing a place, but you know we're not we're not that far off. Yeah. Uh, in terms of buying a home, and and when you look at the home prices here, it's just like oh my gosh, COVID really did a number on all this stuff. But it's hard to it, if we could time it, then this wouldn't be a conversation, 
right? Like if you and I somehow knew that like GameStop was going to peak at a certain point, we'd be like, all right, well, you know, it's one of those things where like you hope you make the the best decision uh, when you can. Uh, and so it's like, do you do you try to wait it out and let the floor of this thing fall through so that you can buy the same place for much much less, or do you just buy because you need it and you're thankfully in a position to just say, you know what, the prices are up, but it's not as bad as it could be. Yeah, yeah. Or no, like exactly. you're, you yourself are not priced out. Right. Yeah. No. It's, it's exactly it. Um, and that's the part. I think one of the really difficult things about it is given the demand of some of these places or given the demand on some of these places like it it can be really frustrating and there i have a couple of friends and i know that you have you do as well who've purchased homes in this last year and like the the couple of friends that i had they did not get their first choice on the on their home like they they put an offer in on, on a couple of different places before they eventually found their 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 current place and it has to be a little bit demoralizing when you're you know you're like you probably feel like oh i'm stretching already to put this offer in but like you know i'm really excited about this place i would really love it and then you get outbid by somebody and then you just yep. do, you go through that same process again and again till you eventually maybe drop your standards a little bit to the point where you eventually outbid somebody else in, in the fashion that you did for that first home because that's what it takes to get it yeah and it's it's crazy how much like how uh normalized we are with paying like over the asking price it's yeah. before you'd be like oh my god how did you pay over asking exactly and it's like now it's like oh how much did you play pay over asking oh you paid like five thousand dollars it's like so you so okay move on you know like it's it's almost like it's it's almost like oh if you spend twenty five thousand more maybe you get a reaction yeah but yeah. it's also depending on the home it's it, it's nuts how how uh how over asking some people are, are are putting in. It's like, wait, am I am I looking at this like budget all wrong? Should I be going to like lower budget homes just so I have like the you know that room to breathe and negotiate? Yeah, I, it's really hard to know. I have I have no clue, and it'll. I, I hope that the you know things shift a bit when we're looking to buy, where we don't have that like mm-hmm. extra level of pr- of uh, pressure. But sure. man, it is. Uh, it, it it doesn't seem fun. I'll say that much. Like it, it, the the process of buying a home already seems fairly stressful enough, time consuming. You know, it, it's it's hard work, expensive, and having to deal with that all the time just seems really frustrating. Not to, and then not to mention also, you know, the sellers as well as people buying. Like I I also had a friend who bought a house or who, who not sorry didn't buy they their their offer was accepted. Then they were going through like inspection processes and stuff, and eventually decided to back out on it because it there were there were too many problems with the home that they, they didn't foresee that they didn't see, um, you know, before making that offer that initial offer. So, yeah, that that aspect also would suck. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but it's, it's just part of the uh, part of the game, you know. Yeah. Um, I was I was doing some user research at work and I was speaking to a woman who had moved with three kids and one of the things that she said was because I think her kids were a little bit older than what Gordon how old Gordon is right now that she said when parents move with like kids that are in we'll say kindergarten elementary school whatever the, the one thing that most companies or services don't really do is like hey how, what am I going to do with my kid 
while I'm moving. You know, like yeah. or like if you're moving in the summertime, so that kids are making uh, making their way uh, to school. It's like you know how uh, like what are they gonna do for summer camp? It's like oh my gosh, you never even think about that kind of stuff. You're just trying to get your boxes from one place to another. Right. Yeah. Um, thankfully for you, you're not the one that has to drive like a box truck across like across the country. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Can you imagine the stress of that? Dude, it'd be tough. That would be tough. Yeah. <sighs> Did I tell what you else? that uh, I, I started watching Ted Lasso? Oh, nice. How have do you, you like it? It's good. Have you watched it? Yeah, we love it. We loved it when we watched it. I started watching it last week when I, when I was hanging out with Mark. And um, he, he I, I was going to, he was, he, he suggested watching it with Lena um, just because he thought it was, you know, a really good show. And so, um, I we, we sat down to watch the, the first two episodes. So I'd, I'd seen the first two episodes already. I sat down and watched the first two episodes with Lena on Thursday. And the fir- after the first episode, like she just wasn't really into it. And I like I mm-hmm. felt like I was wasting her time. Um, but we still she still watched the second episode and she felt like the second episode was a lot better than the first. So yesterday we watched another two uh, and she was definitely laughing far more than she was on Thursday. So, yeah, overall, I really enjoy the show. Uh, you're such a likable guy. <laughs> it's great. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, he is such a wholesome character in that show. Yeah, absolutely yes. love it. Truly believes like the best in everyone. I I, I, yeah, re- he's I such really a good, such a good coach. Yeah, I, that's what I I really liked his conversation with the uh, the reporter in uh, at the Indian restaurant where he was he was explaining you know the he doesn't care about the wins and losses. I mean, like, you know, he's not, he's, he was very serious when he said, I don't care about win, winning and losing the, I love coaching, making, making these people be the best versions of themselves that they could be on and off the field. And it's like, Oh, like he's, he's very, very serious. Like this isn't his way of getting wins, his way of getting, or like, it's not his, it's not like a, uh, his strategy, strategy to get wins. He's hoping to make these people really like each other, trust one another, and work well together as a team to eventually and hopefully win. But if they don't win this first year, that's fine for him. They bec- they, they become better versions of themselves. So yeah, overall, really really enjoy it so far. Um, looking forward to looking forward to watching some more and finishing the season soon. Yeah. Besides Ted Lasso, what was like uh, another recent show that you watched that you really liked? Um. So I wa- I, I know you don't watch anime. Um. I watched uh, no, yeah, yeah. Pass. <laughs> I, so I watched a show called Hunter Hunter. It's uh, like okay. stylized Hunter X Hunter. That's that was a really good show. Uh, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Like I, I was um, so m- my younger brother Majub, he he suggested it to me, and so he told me about it. I don't know a couple of months ago, and I was like, yeah, hey, I'll get to it eventually. And so I finished whatever I was watching recently. And I decided to put on up, put on uh, an episode while I was uh, like doing dishes or something. And man, that show is really good. There's like 170 episodes of it, which are like 20-ish minutes per episode. I finished the whole thing within like three weeks. Like I, wow. I flew through that show. It's it's definitely far better than than just about any other anime I've ever seen. And the like i'd seen i'd seen these comments made like i don't know when i was a third of the way through the show when i went when i just like looked it up on reddit at some point people were saying like someone was like oh should i watch this show or should i watch that show should i watch hunter hunter or should i watch something else first 
And someone, uh, most people were just like, I'll watch Hunter Hunter. And then somebody else goes, you should watch that other show because if you watch, if you watch Hunter Hunter first, you're not, you're, you're going to be really disappointed when you watch that other show, because despite the other show being good, this show is just so much better than everything else that you're going to be disappointed in the quality of just about every, anything else you watch for a while. So that's interesting. A, that, that's, that's high praise. I, I know, uh, I know you're still not going to watch it. But maybe somebody else listening to the podcast will be like, hey, I'll give it a shot. It's on uh, the first like the first half of the series is on Netflix. Um, but the entire thing is on HBO Max. So I watched the first 80 episodes on Netflix and then I watched the last 80 on HBO. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. That's really high praise for the show. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Like it, it, it so like the the premise really it, it follows this this little uh this 12-year-old kid um who he the show opens with him wanting to become what's called a hunter. And hunters uh they're a like specific classification. Like it's, a, it's an occupation. Um and being a hunter gives you a lot of like perks. You can um travel to just about any other country without like a visa or any or any um any like reason to be there you can kill <laughs> and and not yeah. get in trouble um but you also like so the reason he wants to become a hunter is because his dad's a hunter and his dad left him with his aunt when he was like 2 years old so he's never known his dad and so he's he's like I want to be a hunter because I want to know why why it was so exciting for my dad to leave me and never come visit me like it, it must be a really cool job and so he wants to experience it for himself and so um He's like a little twelve-year-old kid, and he's going to this this um this exam where it's like you know you could die during this hunter exam, and he's um participating in this exam with a bunch of like you know older people, and he's just a little kid, so uh just him him navigating and figuring out ways to um become you know to be good enough. The thing that I find interesting about the show though is that you know in a normal anime you're following these characters who are who are who are likely to be the strongest person around um you know, in that specific scenario and then find a way to push past that limit in the next season when they introduce some, some other bad guy who's, you know, a lot worse than the previous seasons. Um, they don't, they don't really do that in this show. Like he's, he's not the strongest, like he's, he's strong, but he's not the strongest. And it's, it's fairly evident very early on. And even at this point where I got to this show now, it's cause it's still not necessarily finished. Um, he's still far from the strongest. And so like seeing him struggle with that, and and but like still be so optimistic is pretty cool yeah yeah that 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 perspective seems pretty interesting um man i wish you know it seems like i wish i could get into it but the art style and and a lot of that is just such a such a turnoff for me that it's hard for me to get into it yeah no i i very much understand that i mean there's a lot about like the so I remember, like, so there's a lot about like the Japanese cartoon anime, like RPG, like art style and everything that is just like, people can't deal with it. And I completely understand that. I remember reading a review about the Final Fantasy VII remake and there were people who just like couldn't stand it because there's a lot of just stuff in the in the narration, the storytelling that doesn't make sense. Like that's not how a normal person would, would act. It's only something that really exists in anime. And I think that very, that like, is just true. <laughs> it just is um, like that you get a lot of like these internal, um, 
you'll get a lot of like internal monologues of characters like they do that all the time in anime and this show is no different like they don't do it as much as they as they do in others but it's still like huh that's uh that's weird and it takes a little bit to get used to i think because i think because majuba and i used to watch these shows when we were younger like we were introduced to it from like toonami on cartoon network when we were probably like in our early 10s um that like you know we just thought it was cool back then and just continue like realize oh there's more adult shows like there's shows there are shows that like appeal to a 17 year old and to watch that and then realize oh a lot of these shows can still appeal to you as an adult and while i don't think i necessarily like i probably watch i, I think i probably watch more episodes of anime as an adult because it's just accessible um mm-hmm. i don't think i'm anywhere near yeah. like as excited about it you know as i was when i was a kid it's just kind of it's something that's entertaining and i enjoy watching still but it's uh it's different i think than when i was a little kid like the the excitement that i had to watch that new episode of dragon ball z when i came home from school like that was unparalleled oh man yeah can uh can i ask how you're watching this anime again yeah what service are you using so it was it's i watched it i watched the first 80 episodes on netflix but the entire thing is on hbo max hbo max yeah yeah the whole thing Um, Nice. Yeah, yeah it, I, it, I haven't really used HBO Max recently. I was trying to, I was struggling to figure out what new show to watch. So, gotcha. Yeah, I'm really not sure how, what you would think of it. Like, I, just knowing the types of show that you typically watch, I I would be curious to see what you thought of it after like five episodes. But I'm not. I'm also not like giving that recommendation to you because I don't like it. I, I would give the recommendation to anybody who watches the anime, who like you know who's interested in anime. But you, because you're not. I'm. I would be hesitant to do it. Like, there's another show called My Hero Academia, which is really good, and I, I, I think that that one is too. Um, it's, it's too. It would probably be too much for you. <laughs> In what way? Like it, it's too. There's like the, I think the thing with some of these animes is that they'll they'll do a lot of like adult themes. Like they'll they'll there'll be certain aspects of it that appeal to adults. But there's other aspects where it's just like super naive. So like it, a lot of these shows center around like kids. That's the one thing I never understood. Why like Hunter Hunters centers around this 12 year old kid, right? My Hero Academia's mm-hmm. protagonist, his the primary protagonist is probably like 13 or 14 years old. Um, I'll never understand that because it leads to, it leads to a lot of characters that are kind of underdeveloped in terms of their, their like social skills. As well as just like I don't know their pers- their their uh, perspective on life in the world as a whole, so you'll have like these characters that are like super friendly, and what like it, it's just like it's just so my hero academia it's like it's a little it's a kid who wants to become a hero. Um, the world the world like most most of the inhabitants of the world have what's called a quirk, and a quirk gives them some type of special ability. And so some people's quirks are stronger than others. Some people's quirks are more or less useless. And so in My Hero Academia, this kid's born as a normal, he's born as like a normal kid. He doesn't have a quirk, but he, his, his, uh, his idol is called All Might. And All Might is basically like, I don't want to call not really a Superman. He's kind of like, he's the world's strongest hero, uh, the world's best hero. He's basically kind of like a Hulk, I guess, but like, you know, in a, in a Superman persona where he's completely in control of his actions. He's really kind uh, and everyone loves him. And so he ends up meeting All Might and All Might ends, uh, he, and it turns out All Might has the ability to transfer his quirk 
to others. And so he decides to transfer his quirk to the main uh, protagonist of, of My Hero Academia. And so he, he, uh, he enrolls in this school um, called UA, which is an academy. It's like the best academy to develop superheroes. And so like during his time there, he's making friends with his classmates. Um, they're working together in teams. They're, you know, fighting some bad guys. They're working through their class assignments, which are all, uh, again, focused around like being a superhero. But like they are, they're so childish that I think it would be extremely difficult for you to like watch it and be like, yo, this is stupid. <laughs> I think you, oh. I think, I think there are aspects of the show that like that would appeal to like an eight year old that as an adult, you'd be watching it and it would be difficult to kind of sit through and like, and just like accept, you know? Yeah. That so, makes sense. Yeah. I think that's it. Like w- with uh Hunter Hunter, I think there are elements of that. I mean, the, the, the show is like strongly centers around um, the main character Gone and his, his friend who's also 12 year, 12 years old who he meets during the show. Um, But the, like the intense, like I, I I guess childishness of the show, I guess for a lack of a better word is, um, is, is severely toned down as compared to my hero academia. I see. Yeah. I see. All right. Well, thank you for for sharing that. It'll be uh maybe maybe I'll give it a shot. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how long I can last in an episode. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Just no confidence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's certain things where you you know you'll give someone a, you'll you'll recommend something to somebody and you'll have that little thought in the back of your head like oh man what if they don't like it like you know and 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 when they come yeah. back and say they love it it's like oh phew it's like a it's like a vote of confidence for your your tastes um yeah when it's something as like kind of out there like in like anime to somebody who doesn't watch anime who never has or never has even been interested in it it's like uh i'm not sure about this one sure yeah like sure. anyway yeah we'll see there i wonder if there are other shows that like might be worth watching um I, I I watched the first season of the Castlevania show on Netflix like years ago. I think they have like three or four seasons now. Um, and I, I think that would classify as an anime that might have a bit more of like just like proper adult themes where the characters are all adults. Um, you know, there's not like little kids you're falling around in school and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think like the uh, the other thing with the kids aspect though is it gives like a sense of. Um, there's a sense of like wonder that these kids have. And it's like, oh, it's only possible for them because they are so open and so willing to fail. Whereas other people aren't necessarily willing to fail in that regard. That That is like, okay, that that's why it could be believable. But otherwise, it's kind of a bit silly. I see. I see. All right, well... Thankfully, you and I both know each other's tastes quite well. And so if this doesn't work, then it's not a, uh, it's not necessarily an indictment on your taste. It's just a different sort of thing. <laughs> different strokes for different folks, right? Exactly. All right. Let's, uh, well, let's get out of here. All right. Sounds good. I'm Russell. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See you guys next week. I'm